0: Gentlemen, uh, I'm here to introduce the speaker of the day that you guys came to see. Yeah. But before I do, I must share something about that you may not know, Mr. John Ramirez. Me and John go back almost over 30 years. And we went to high school together. That's when we met in high school, Clinton High School. And in the 80s. And one thing I remember about John I used to hang out with his family. I used to be with his brother, his mother. His mother was a great cook. hope she's still cooked. It's been over 30 years. <laughs> but John was a baseball player, if you guys didn't know. He played. He used to pitch. He was a pitcher. And we played with a team called the Angels. <laughs> and we wasn't saved, so we were like, Angels, wow, Angels, wow. And... I don't know about John. He was undefeated. Undefeated. We were undefeated. Had a great year. Played in Cotona Avenue, Cotona Park. And we're in the playoffs, and we're playing the team, and John is pitching. And he's not having one of his best games. And, you know, the game's going back and forth, back and forth, and about the fifth, no, the sixth inning, the game's ending, bottom of the sixth. And the manager comes out, and he wants to take John out the game. And John was like, no, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. And we all huddled in the middle of the mile, and the manager said, we'll give you one more inning. So we get to the, set, the last inning, seven innings, still not looking good. Now we're up by one run. Last inning, last hour, we need a couple of hours, and we got we, we go to the championship. And it goes to the manager again, and John, oh, I got this, I got this. The manager said, no, you're out the game. Puts John in right field. Bases don't. He remembers now. I think he remembers now. He's an old man. So he may not remember, but it's coming, coming to him. Goes to right field. Got this guy pitching. And we, not nothing. He's Dominican. We're going to Dominica. Dominica. Come on, Dominica. We got this. We got this. Remember that? <laughs> so the bases are loaded. We up by a couple of runs. We got this. One more out. We got this. Dominica lits a Pitch over the middle. And the guy, bam! Grand slam. I'm playing play first base. Now, all I did was turn, Pull out, and I came on turning to right field. I see John. Love it. Turn it off. Oh, man, he is pissed off. I knew I had it. I had it. We lost. <laughs> and i never forget that. We lost the game. But, and that was John back then, before Christ. Now, there's something on I saw on Facebook the other day, and I haven't seen John uh, over 30 years. This is 30 years ago. And there's a thing where it says, um, you don't know the last time you go out with your friends to play. That will be the last time you play. Like, you go out that day, you know it's the last time you play. It's 30 years later. Actually, John. John went his way. I went my way. We did our things uh, before Christ. I got saved. He got saved. Uh, I, I got in contact with his brother about three years ago. And he goes, oh, you know, John is serving the Lord. I'm like, heck no. <laughs> not John. Yeah. Check him out. on Google him. Google him. <laughs> so I'm with my wife. And I'm Googling in the computer. I'm Googling And it says, John Ramirez. Is that him? I take a picture. I take a picture. That is him. Satanic. I'm like, what? what? Satanic, what? I'm like, I'm reading I'm Satanic not. and this. I'm like, let me put the video. And I'm hearing his testimony. And it blew me away. And I knew this man. And you hear his testimony. I knew this man while he was going through the process of witchcraft. And I used to be in his house. And there was, tell you right now, guys, I know his family. There was not one inkling of witchcraft in that apartment that I saw. Not one. So whatever they were doing, they were doing behind closed doors. and and, and, And grooming this man to become the third wickedest man in New York to be a, a, a witch doctor, to worship the devil. Now, men, we're men of God. We're men of God. And I don't know, I don't know most of you. I know some of you, I don't know most of you. But I don't know someone who has sat down with the devil and spoken to the devil. So I, I'm just. I'm not saying it anymore because
1: it's his time.
0: It's not my time. So I'm going to bring up right now minister, evangelist, Java.
2: Amen. Amen. I think my God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, I think this is yours, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for your testimony. Amen. Be- before I get into my message, uh, I'm gonna be sharing my testimony tomorrow, so you come tomorrow. I think I think we all have a testimony, amen. You know the, the, the great thing about God that without a testimony, this room will be empty. You with me? Without a testimony, this room will be empty because some of you will be in jail, some be locked up, overdose, some of you will be premature death has came for you, came knocked on your door, and thank God that God rebuked death because He had a plan and a purpose. For you today. Amen. I, 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 I want to thank Pastor Vic. For allowing me come here. And I'm, I'm very humble today. Very humble to be back in the Bronx. Amen. I grew up in the Bronx. Brother Julio. I said Minister Julio. I ain't even going to go as far as going to say evangelistic. Evangelist Julio. You know. You see. You got to see beyond. We have to. In the last, we in the last days. We have to have some spiritual discernment. See, I see men here. I see, I see Ephesians 6. I see dents in your armor that you've been to some stuff. Amen? It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to come here to the Bronx and pastor. I seen them. I, I'm not going to mention his address because you don't need to know. But I, I seen them in my neighborhood or his neighborhood. And, and it's amazing to see what God has done. Amen? What God is, God has done some amazing things. And I, I want to speak this. You know, I, I, today we walked in through the door, and there's two people that walked in through the door, your representative and the real you. I don't want to speak to your representative today. I want to speak to the real you today. Amen? I don't want to speak to the representative that you dressed up all cute, sound cute, Sounds cool, your hair is done. And hallelujah, brother, God bless you, brother. You, yeah, praise the Lord, all that other stuff. And I want to talk to the real you today. Are you going to make it? Because a lot of time, you know, I, I heard so many Christians in, 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 in 2017, I heard so many Christians saying, oh, I can't wait till 2018 because I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You sound worldly to me. You sound worldly to me. We don't make New Year resolutions and stuff like that because, you know, it's not the year that I need to change, it's we need to change. As men, we need to change. Transformation starts at the cross. It's not, it's not a year thing. You know, now we're celebrating like Chinese New Year going on, you know. I want to speak to real men today. I, I want to speak about your failures, your feral trees, your strengths. I want, I want to speak to real men today. You with me? You know, it was you know, an amazing thing that, you know, it, 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 I haven't preached in the Bronx in many years, by the way. Last time I got invited to the Bronx, they told me I had to preach in the basement because they didn't know my name. I had to preach in the basement of a church because they didn't know my name. But then I looked at the word. The word said, don't despise small beginnings. Because, you see, you see we, we today we caught up with names and titles, but we had lost the presence of God. We had lost his presence. We don't know the difference between the presence of God and the presence of the, of the enemy. And a lot of times we so hooked up with titles and giftings and stuff like that. But who's operating the gifting? Because the devil knows tricks too. Ask Moses. Moses went down to Pharaoh. He threw the the stick on the floor. And the magician said, we can do the same thing. Do the same thing. Same way. He said, we could do this thing. We just do it through the witchcraft. But Moses had the power. Moses had the presence. The presence. And we have lost the way. Now it's it's all about titles and, and what church I go to. Where is the presence of the church? What is the presence of God in the church today? We had lost that present because without present, there's no transformation. Without no present, there's no growth. Without no present, there's no encounter. Without no present, there's no conviction. Now we had taken Jesus Christ and we had turned Jesus Christ to Tony Robbins, a life coach. Sad that the church has decayed to a place that the world has made a mockery about us. It's sad because you see, I've been to a few places. You know, you see, that's why I said don't despise small beginnings. Yeah, I went down to the basement of church. I think 10 cats showed up to hear the testimony. (laughs) (laughs) Only 10 cats showed up to share the testimony. But that was cool because, you see, it's not where I start. It's where I finish. It's where you finish with your purpose and your destiny. Because the Bible said that John 10.10 said the devil come to kill, steal. And destroy, but Jesus came to give life in abundance. I mean, it's amazing in abundance. That doesn't mean a new car, new house. Doesn't mean that. I mean, what is God invested in you? Who are you? What what God poured in you? What is your what treasure are you? Because you see, if the devil's after you, that means you got treasure. Because no one breaks into an empty house. No one breaks into an empty house. So look at the person next to you and say, I'm glad you're here because we need each other. Because we need each other. So I want to speak to the real you today because without... The devil's after men. The devil's after men. Even, even, I got my brother Joseph here. We got Messianic Jewish boy over here. You see that? Come on, people. Come on. Jews and Gentiles roll together. Come on. How awesome is that? Puerto Rican and a Jewish man. Come on. Come on, Joe. Come on. We're did indebted to the Jewish people. You forget. Without Israel, there's no Christianity. Because, I mean, Jesus didn't go to Puerto Rico, by the way. <laughs> Jesus didn't go to Puerto Rico. He went to Israel. And Jesus ain't black and he ain't Puerto Rican. He's Jewish, in case you didn't get the memo. In case you didn't get the memo. That's why, you know what's amazing? I, I, I went to jail, right? I didn't go to jail. I'm talking about I went to visit someone in jail. <laughs> I went to visit David Berkowitz. You know, we're friends with David Berkowitz. And there's something about the Jewish man, when he gets transformed, and he gets an encounter with Jesus, with Jesus Christ. It's something amazing because to see the word of God, through Jewish eyes, is an amazing thing. That's why I love Dr. Michael Brown. I love Jonathan Cahn. It's something about how they see the word of God, the Jewish eyes that brings some, such clarity in the spirit. Now, nah, today. It's, it's, it's a better you. I don't you see. I'm not here to encourage you. I'm here to challenge you because you see David encouraged himself. You can do that at home. I ain't come here to get you breakfast either. You can get breakfast at home. I'm keen. Care- I'm keen care- to come talk to you. Are you ready to finish the race? The race that has been set before you. But, you know, in the race, they stumbling blocks. What is the, you know, it's funny because today, today is, is like, you know, today is like the amazing, King David was an amazing man of God. I think he, to me, he, besides Paul, I think he was one of the most amazing men in the Bible because he was, his, I mean, to me, he's like a canvas, you know, that you can paint on. He had, you know, his chaos, his crisis, his family rejection. Many of you have been rejected by your own family. Your father wasn't there. Your mother wasn't in the rejection spirit on you. And sometimes we take that stuff and we want to sweep it under the rug and, and, and say, so I'm okay, but you're not okay because we need to deal with that spirit today. Because you can't be a good father, a good husband, if you still have that rejection spirit, if you still got that scar. Because, the, you see, there's a king in you. There's a king in you, but that, that boys keep popping up. Because Jabal said, when, when I was young, when I was a boy, I thought like a boy. When I was, now I'm a man, I'm, I'm full grown. And the devil, the devil, the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. And the things about the enemy, the things about the enemy, he's relentless. He's more consistent than the church. He's more consistent in the church. I, I, I hear the church today. I'd be Listen, it's amazing that I'm in the Bronx. I might, I, I might pinch myself. I, I can't believe I'm in the Bronx. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Julio, for having me. Because the, 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 I've been to many places. The, the Lord, see, I started at the basement of a church. But I've been to Japan, I've been to the UK, I've been to London. I preach the gospel everywhere. I preach the gospel in a heavy populated neighborhood out in the UK. Because I've learned that if I walk with God, fear not. I preach all over the Caribbean. Witches show up to my meeting and say, I'm a witch from the, from the St. Croix. And, after, and, and, you know, we, got, we can never let the Bronx thing go, right? <laughs> no matter where you go. <laughs> I, I was in Cudasau. I was in court. No, I was in uh, St. Lucia, and this guy came up to the altar, and this dude looked real crazy. He looked real crazy, very dreadlocks up to here. He was in front of me, like running right my face, right, and, and I called a Bronx moment, a seven one eight moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, to, he was
2: looking at me. I mean, this was cut up, built. Looking at me, I said, what's wrong with you, dude? What are you looking at me like that for? No, no, no. <laughs> at the altar call, what are you looking at me like that for? You know I'm from the Bronx? This guy never left the island. <laughs> you know what the Bronx is. <laughs> you know I'm from the Bronx? You don't scare me. So you looking at me like that for. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Charles, this is an altar call. <laughs> he said... I, I want, I want you to. See, would you know? It's amazing the Bible about King David because the, the amazing thing that King David he had his crisis, he had he had his he had he had chaos in his life. He had a family rejection. How is it that God appointed you, but your family rejects you? How is it that Samuel come into the house of David and 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 and, and, and Samuel said, is there, "Is there anyone left? Is there, is there anyone left?" He told yeah, uh, yeah, I think we got one in the back. Yeah, he's, he's my young son. He's not important. How many times people say you're not important? I mean, the people say, you know, look, you're just Puerto Rican. You're black. You know, you, you only got a high school diploma. You're going to make it. You grew up in the Bronx. See, I, 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 you know, I, I grew up with the rap music back in the 70s, and that was all garbage to me because the bottom line is, you know, you talk about the project, but there's life after the projects. There's better neighborhoods after the projects. You know, you can hear the gunshots and the selling the drugs and all this stuff and the hoochies and the mamas and all that stuff, dude. But there's life after that. There's life after the projects. There's better neighborhoods. So I knew there was something better for me. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Until to Jesus came and said, he knew my address. And when Jesus tried to show up, your real you show up. Man, you can't. you can't lie to God. You, you can't sugarcoat things with God. You can't downplay it with God. You can't say, I'm okay, hallelujah, and he knows the real you. I mean, it, 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 God wants to heal some people today because there have been some struggles in your life because a lot of times we have become superheroes. We have become with capes and red boots and ass in the chest. But you understand that Superman was always Clark Kent. What is your kryptonite? What is your kryptonite? What is it that you're struggling with? One minute you got the devil by the throat, but the next minute he has you by the throat. What is your fight? What is the sin that easily besets you? What what is, what is the sin that easily entraps you? Six months I'm free. Six months I'm back in the same situation. Lord, help me. Patterns and cycles of the devil, patterns and cycles of the devil, but things in the past keep coming back and holding you from God's best. The saddest thing in the Bible, it, the, the, one of the saddest books in the Bible, and, and, and I say this in many places, is the book of Numbers. It's not Revelation. People get caught up with the Revelation. Revelation, in the end, we win, Jack. we We we'll go out as a bang. we go out like the 4th of July. There's nobody <laughs> stopping us. <laughs> believe me, because you see the church is going back to the book of Acts. The real church. We ain't going back like wimps. We ain't going like wimps. We're going out, man, that when we leave the world gonna know about it when we leave. The world can't stop us and the world can't dictate us and the politician can't say who we are and what we need to do. Amen? Because the God that I serve Sit high and mighty and lift it up. You with me? So I, I, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you today to look within you. Who is your enemy? The enemy you, the enemy. Why is it that we repeat patterns and cycles in our lives and we ain't growing? And we're not moving from glory to glory. We've been stagnant there like in the book of Numbers of a generation that started in a uh, geographic place. They started in a place to geographic. They've seen the miracles and the wonders of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've seen the miracles and the wonders. They've seen the signs. They've seen everything. And they started in one place. And after 40 years, they end up in the same place. I mean, how sad is a Christian that you grow old, but you never grew up. Stagmented, a fig tree. That's why Jesus cursed the fig tree, because the fig tree reminded him of Adam. Adam, the first thing he did when he sinned, he covered himself with fig leaves, a, a form of religion, a form of godliness, but we didn't the in power. So many Christians today, we walk around in fig leaves. oh, we got it's the name of a pastor in a pocketbook like a, like, like, like a bus pass in the name of a church. But no identity of who you are. No purpose, who you are. What did God call you to do? Well, God invested in you. Are you the man with the two talents, five talents? Who are you? Or are you a person without a name? Just screaming out, Jesus, like Brian Bonamera's on the son of the rose, son of David, have mercy on me. Who are you? Have you been called to write books? Have you, I got, you know, funny, I got a high school diploma and I go to these, all these green rooms and people with PhDs and all this college stuff and I got a, made a little high school diploma from the Bronx. But I carry the presence. I carry the presence. Because without the presence, there's no Christianity. Without the presence, there's no cross. Without the presence, there's no forgiveness of sins. Without the presence, there's no crucifixion. Without the presence of God, there's no, there's no oxygen for us to breathe. I live so Christ can live in me. So everywhere I go, everywhere I, ch- everywhere I go, everywhere God sent me, there's places that God sent me. Lastly, I was out in Japan. I don't, even eat, I, don't eat, I don't even eat sushi. I hate sushi. McDonald's became my best friend in Japan. And I hate Mickey D's. <laughs> but when God gives you something to do, are you doing it? Are you just murmuring complaining and saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow? Are you the Christian? There's two people that come to church, there's church goers and there's believers. Are you a church goer or you're a believer? The church goers that come in on Sundays and punch in the clock and say, pastor, shut up and hurry up, you need to go because the football game is on. Are you the you the people we're going to test it. We're going to test it tomorrow. If I know who's going to show up because it's snowing. Imagine if Jesus says to you, well, I'm not going to go to the cross because you I don't want to bleed too much. Well, I, I can't bless you because, you know, you haven't, you haven't measured up to who I think you are. Who, who, who are we? Are we just a, a people that, that, are, that they need every Sunday we come to church because we need a fix to keep us to the week? No. What is this, what is your lifestyle? What are your struggles? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? See, I can't relate to a Christian that never have been through something. I can't relate to a Christian that never struggled with something. And we walk around with this masquerade, with this Christian Dior type type of thing going on, Christian all type of thing going on. Many Christian Dior in church flakes, flakes. It, not, it, it, it is not your victories that helps me understand who you are. It's your frailties and your failures that if God can use you, David, then He can use me. You with me? Some of you sitting here fragmented and trying to play the game. We don't play the game anymore. We just need to be transparent. You could, that was good when we were in the world. We're in the world. We, we play it. We sugarcoat it. We, we downplay it. We, we, we dressed it up. If you want God's best in your life, then you have to be transparent. Say, Lord, you know, it's funny because when you go to the doctor, the doctor asks you, what are you going through? What are you feeling? What are your symptoms? Because, you see, the doctor stops. He starts to push. until to, to you say, ouch. He, he, he See, that's what I'm doing today. I'm pushing. You could say, ouch or hallelujah. But someone's going to get healed today. Someone's going to get set free today. Because if I'm going to be a mediocre Christian, I might as well stay back in the world. I had honey's. I had the money. I had good looking girlfriends. See, I didn't have no fat girls. I had strippers. Can't beat the strippers. They knew how to dance and they knew how to play. And there was no commitment. And the devil was my daddy. I had to work by the hands. And I would breathe on the church and spew the, the poison of witchcraft on the church. And to Jesus, say, Enough is enough. And he took me to hell and came back. And the amazing thing, the, ma- the amazing thing I, I want to leave you today. The amazing thing I want to leave you today. What is your battle? And what is your kryptonite? Because we can talk about the superheroes on TV with the $4,000 suits and the alligator shoes. In their, in, their, in their pimp rise, in their, in their hypocrisy talk. You know, I've been to Green rooms that, that, that I hear them say, I love the crowd, but I hate the people. After they finish talking, they hogwash, they say, where's the back entrance? I'm leaving. See, real pastors like you, sir, come once in a lifetime. Because you've been consistent in your calling. See, people can go to your office, they don't have to make an appointment with the secretary of the secretary of the secretary of the secretary. secretary. And then you got to get past the security and the bodyguards and who's carrying my toothbrush and who's polishing my shoes and who's carrying my shirt and my tie, the phony, the hypocrisy that been going on in the church that Jesus laughs at it because in the end, Jesus will have the last laugh. Because people gonna come say, I did this, I did that. I was on TBN, I was on the 700 Club. I rode with Daystar. I did, and Jesus department from me, fool, I never knew you. The saddest thing for a person. Jesus said, I was not impressed by your pinstripe suit and the lease on your car. Because you see, a lot of people come up, a lot of people come up, and the giftings get you there. But what stops you, do you have godly character? Because you can teach a monkey to preach. You can teach an animal to preach. That's just a technique. But do you got godly character? Because well, our got godly character, the gift will get you somewhere, but it won't maintain you there. Because if you don't have no godly character, you can't stay there. And a lot of times, the church is missing godly character. You know, I was mentored by David Wilkinson, right? And I don't, I, don't, I don't say this to disrespect nobody. And David said, David Walker later on, he found out later about my testimony. He said, I want you to give your testimony in Times Square Church. And I went to give my testimony in Times Square Church. And he brought me up on stage. He said, I want no one to clap. He said, we're not going to glorify the devil. He said, we want Jesus Christ. And when I gave my testimony, he brought me to, after, as soon as I was done, he said, you got 10 minutes. As soon as I was done. I got behind the stage. The first thing he said to me, he said it was powerful. Oh, you rocked me. You, you my socks came off. No, he said, thank you for your obedience because you obey the ten minutes I gave you. I was watching you. <laughs> obedience is better than sacrifice. What have God entrusted you with? See, t- t- see, this, see, men, we. You know you know what's awesome about David? David? David had 400 men deep with each other, rolling deep with each other, taking over territories, understanding the calling, understanding the giftings, understanding the presence, because David, even David, when he got into trouble, he, what, the amazing thing about David, David didn't ask his neighbor, or his, oh, should we do this, man? What do you think, homie? How uh, are we going to do this? No, David said, I, he inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. How many times we calling Julio, Juan, Pedro, David? We calling everybody's mother, but we ain't calling Jesus. If, if, if I can't call Jesus, I'm not going to call you. Sorry to disappoint you. But you can't solve my issues. You can't solve my problems. You if, God gave me, if God gives me the, the unction in the, well, I don't know if you know that word anymore. The unction of the Holy Spirit. Because we have lost that too. We have lost the unction of the Holy Spirit. We have in church without the Holy Spirit. We have in Christianity without the cross. We have turned into a club. We have become a new age thing. I leave you with this. Every man in this room is struggling with something. So I'm talking to the real you. My am talking to your representative. It's like dating a chick, right? You date a chick, right? You court her. That's what they say in church, courting, right? And she dressed up. She looked good and all that other stuff. That's why I'm not married yet. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And then you hang out with her for a long time, and the real person shows up. And most of you married the wrong person. That's all right. We'll pray for you. Cause you got goosebumps, you know, you got goosebumps, your eyes went backwards. Oh, she's the one. And then when you met the real her, it's too late cause you say, I do to it. Ouch. Then you're hanging out with a Jezebel in your house saying bless because God can't bless a house that is not in order. And you can't see God's best or open heaven opportunity because a lot of Christians today, they're chasing a the dream, but they don't know God's opportunities. And without God's opportunity, we will die because the God's opportunity is when heaven opens, the windows of heaven open. He wants to pour a blessing, but we've been too caught up with ourselves. Then we miss the window that is open to release the opportunity because you can have money, you can have cars, you can have everything you want. But if you miss God's opportunity, you missed it all. Because God's opportunity is bigger than money. God's opportunity is bigger than promotion. God's opportunity will get you to the next level from glory to glory. And it gets you to the mountaintop. It gets you to the race. It makes you finish a race. His opportunities are nothing but the best that can happen to a believer. I can miss friends. I can be broke. I can I can I can miss this, but I don't want to miss God's opportunities. Because without his opportunities, I just be like the book of Numbers, growing old but not growing up. And sad to say that many men in church today, we dinosaurs, devils is just killing us, taking us out, losing our salvation. Losing, losing our salvation, taking us out. We're not the king and priests of the home. Because you are, you have become an Ahab. And nothing thing that can tolerate Jezebel is an Ahab spirit. And the church is just feeding you Kool-Aid. And now we spiritually diabetic because we have lost our way. We have lost the connection to the cross of Jesus Christ because everything starts at the cross, everything finishes at the cross. I'm the kind of person, I'm going to run my ship according to the word that God wants me to run it and I'll be accountable for it. I don't mind. But I know that I hear from God. I'm going to tell you one story and I end with this. I, I bought this chain, right? It had like diamonds on it. It was white with silver on it. I bought it two years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. And I bought this chain right now. It looked good. I said, well, you know, may I wear this, you know? But then I, s- I looked more like a rapper instead of a preacher because it's too big. <laughs> you, pray, you pray for me, man. And I said, like, man, every time I now I feel convicted. I feel convicted. It didn't look good. It looked, you know, it looked over-exaggerating. Let's put it this way. It wasn't for me. So I, I put it on eBay. I put it on Craigslist. A couple of y- I, p- for the past two years, I put it on Craigslist. Put it on eBay. I said I'm a, I'm I'm gonna am I'm sell it. So I got people like you know people in Brooklyn say so I buy it from you. People in Bronx I buy you know people coming up from the, and I just feel peace about selling it. I'm like you know what I'm not gonna meet up with this person. But a couple of days ago I put I said I'm gonna put it back up again to sell it. And this lady hit me on Facebook. She said I want to buy your chain. I said for who? I said, this is my number. Call me. I give her my 212 number. I don't give my personal number. And then she, she called me. She said, no, every time I like something, I just want to buy it and keep it. I said, okay, if that's your fetish, I, you know, if you can live with that, I can live with it. She said, the thing is that I live in South Jersey. I'm like, will you live that again? She said, South Jersey. I'm like, that's, that's far. She said, it's about an hour and a half to get to where I am. I can't get to New York because I, d- I don't know my way around there." So I said, well, but see, I have peace because you see, when you have, when you have, when you have the presence of God, when you got the presence, when you got peace, when you have the presence of God, when, when, when you have the sermon, you with me? When you have the sermon, you know that, that there's something God wants to do. I can't really put my finger on, but God wants to do something with this lady. So I said to her, okay, I will go take it to you. She said, I'll pay you for the gas and the tolls. And I said, well, you don't have to pay me for that. I'll bring your chain. Just Pay me the, the price I want for the chain." She's not low, balling me or anything. I said, give me the 650 for the change, and we're cool. She said, okay, I'll give you the 60 for the change. I bring it to you. I said, I don't want extra money. See, because it's not about money, man. It's about the kingdom. It's not about money. It's about the kingdom. It's not about the money. Because I've learned, like Paul, to be content. Golliness and contentment is great gain. I'm, I don't have that bipolar spirit. Today I'm this, tomorrow I'm that. I know my race, and I know how to run it, and I know how to finish it. I even know my last book I'm going to write before I go home with the Lord. The Winter of My Life, that's the title of my last book. So I go meet this lady. I, I meet her in the parking lot. We sit there. We start talking. And she said, I'm an evangelist, too. And we start talking. I said, well, let me bless you my books. I went to the trunk. I popped the trunk. I took out the books. I gave it to her. I got, like, three books. I give her CDs. I give all kinds of stuff. I say, hey, get I'm in Dangerous in case the devil shows up. If you are evangelist, listen, you got to learn how to fight. Pastor ain't going to fight for you. He'll pray for you, he'll stand with you, but Pastor, you got to go home to his wife. Do you know how to fight? Do you, know how to keep, do you know how to break patterns and cycle and keep the devil out of your house? Because, you know, the devil's going to bring it. It's not what he does at you, it's what you do with it. See? So I went to the lady, I went to see her, I was telling who the story. I went to see her. So I turned around and... Uh, 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 I gave her the chain, and we talked for a while, and she shared her testimony. She came in as a little beat-up, four escort. They don't make them cars anymore, right? Four escort, beat-up, four <laughs> escort. I mean, I sat in it. I was like, Father, I was sitting on the floor. And I was just like, we're talking. But the Holy Spirit, the presence of God was in the car. And she said, you know what? She said, John, before you came, God told me to go to the bank. I said, okay. I guess the bank paid me for my chain. She said, no, no, no. She took out two checks. She said, God told me to give you this. $10,000. See, for your ministry. She had a beat up car. $10,000. I, I ain't talking Mexican money either. I'm not talking about Mexican money, pesos. $10,000. American money. <laughs> she pulled out two checks. One for $7,000 and one for $3,000. is the number of perfection. And three thousand, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah.
1: And she said, Here.
2: So I so I say this. Tomorrow I'm a rose Julio. He don't know it. He don't know yet. He's in calling sick tomorrow. Because I got I'm a, I'm a brother, I know dirt about you. People don't know in this room. But they're gonna know that Jesus is real. Trust me. And if he can save you, I'll say the same thing you say about me. i said the same thing. I was shocked when I heard you were saved too. Amen. <laughs> My altar core is simple. What you don't kill today is going to end up killing you. There was a story Bishop Jake shared. He said there was an eagle he saw flying in West Virginia. The eagle came down and grabbed a gerbil and took off with it. And then he said two minutes, three minutes later, he saw the eagle stumbling and hit the ground. He said the eagle forgot that when he grabbed the gerbil, he should have killed it before it killed him. The gerbil ate through his chest and killed the eagle. When the pulse of the eagle was supposed to kill the gerbil. So, what is it that's stopping you from God's best? I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to sugarcoat you. I'm not here. I'm not your Tony Robbins. You picked the wrong church. You can go to Houston, Joel's, and be waiting for you. <laughs> He'll diabetic you. He'll make your spiritual weak. A crazy Paula! You can go to her church. Paula dressing up for Halloween now. She's preaching the gospel. Yeah. It is your purpose and your destiny that the devil's after. He's not after your car. He'll use that sometime to, to get you started. What treasure did God invested in these earthly vessels that the devil is after? Because if the devil can eat to your chest like the gerbil did to the eagle and you fall, you'll never get back up again. And if you don't deal with your devils today, If you don't deal with your frailties today and your failures today, it will eat away from your strength and your anointing. Who are you and why did God invest in you and why the devil is after you? It's funny because in Moses' day, there was a decree to kill all the male childs. In Jesus' day, there was a decree to kill all the two-year-olds. The devil is not after your wife or your marriage. He's after you. If he can kill you, it's funny. You see the military, right? And the husband dies and the family is fragmented for a very long time. Because if he can take the man out of the house, then he has the house. What is he doing in your life that's stopping you from God's best? Because if you are a surviving Christian, I didn't sign up for mediocre Christianity. I signed up for God's best. I've been enlisted in the most elite, awesome army of our lifetime. I am a spiritual sniper for Jesus Christ. I am a special ops for Jesus Christ. I bring down targets in the devil's camp because I can see them from a mile away. I am a spiritual sniper. And don't mess with me because I bear the marks of Jesus Christ. I'm not married to the church. I'm married to the cross. The church is an institute. The church, half of them is medicated, and half of them are religious, institutes of lies. I don't belong to the medicated church. I belong to the cross. When I, I, I signed this paper in 700 Club, they, act, they came looking for it all the way from Virginia. They couldn't believe that that was crazy. I signed a paper that said I'm doing life in Jesus Christ and I want no parole, 1999. I don't believe in parole. Parole is backsliding. I believe that I'm doing life in Christ until he calls me home. And when he does call me home, two things is gonna happen. I made Jesus Christ proud, that's the first thing. And the second thing is gonna happen The hell will rejoice because I left the battlefield. What is your story, David? What is your story, David? There's a king in you that God has deposited. Don't let the little boy be your stumbling block. Come and I pray with you. If you're Catholic, you can sit there and look at me. I'm not the Pope far from it. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Dismantle, uproot, cast away. It's time to pray, man. It's time to stand and say, Lord, here am I. Use me. God is looking for men. That's why I didn't want, that's why Pastor asked me and Minister Julio asked me, should we let women come in here and say, no, 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 no. Let's not mess up the party. Because if you go home with your wife, she's going to say, honey, what were you saying over there? Honey, what that means? You don't need that kind of interruption. We'll pray for your home. We'll stand with your home. We believe for your home. But it's time for men to rise up and take their place, be pillars in the house of the Lord. I'm not dying. You know, the saddest thing about a woman, the saddest thing about a woman is to die with her baby inside. The saddest thing about a Christian is to die with your purpose and your destiny inside because God called you home before time. Because you play games. And when you got to heaven and you're standing in front of Hallelujah Boulevard and you got a Paul, you got an Esther, you can't say nothing because you don't have a testimony. You made heaven by the skin of your teeth. I don't want to make heaven by the skin of my teeth. I want to stand next to Paul and push him out the way and say, so what? I got mines too. You got yours, I got mines. You ran your race, I'm running mine's. Because it's not Paul's not here anymore. Moses is not here anymore. more. Esther's not here anymore. more. David's not here anymore. We are. We are the last time, we are the end time church. We are the last of the Mohegans. I believe Jesus is coming back in this generation. I believe it. The signs of the times are there. The, 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 the ushering on the Antichrist is there. The lining of the of the World one church is there. The fourth prophet is there already. The Pope, the fourth prophet. They're lining up to the churches. Uh, Rick Warren and all these people are lining up with this false gospel. False gospel. Shame on them that you started your race well. And you ended up Nowhere. False gospel. I'd rather come here to this church and preach me and convict me, challenge me, but don't preach me happy. I can do that all by myself. I can buy me a pint of a Haagen-Dazs and put on a good football game and make myself happy. I need you to convict me. I need you to challenge me. I need you to tell me the truth, pastor. I might get mad with you, but I'm going to make heaven. Get mad at me. I'm just a messenger, Jack. Take it up with the heaven. Purpose and destiny. Who holds your tomorrows? What is your life about? Is it nine to five? You just going to punch in the clock and wait till Jesus get back? Or you going to hide in a little church and wait till something going to happen? Look at this lady, a broke-down escort. I ain't know nothing. I ain't know she was going to be there with this blessing. I ain't know that. I just showed up just to give her something. But the Holy Spirit met me because I have an honest, I'm not perfect, but I have a genuine heart. I make my mistakes. I have my frailties. I have my my failures at times. But I don't sugarcoat it. I said, Lord, you're not done with me yet. I can come here and preach my testimony all I want. I can preach my testimony all over the world. People won't get tired of hearing it because it's just so crazy. But you know what? I'd rather speak to your life before I speak to my testimony and challenge you and and provoke you for higher levels and higher blessings and higher purposes and higher destiny. There's people that are sitting here that God said, write a book, write a blog about me, put something on the internet. Stop spending so much time on Facebook, do something, turn the world upside down for Jesus Christ. God is only looking for one man. Pastor said it. Pastor said it. He said it so clear. He said it. He said it. He said it. He said said, when God wants to do something, he looks for one person. Are you available? Because the eyes of the Lord go through and fro the earth looking for someone. It's your choice. It's your life. It's your purpose. It's your destiny. And you're going to have to give an account. One day for it. Yes, the breakfast is good. I haven't had Dunkin' Donuts in a long time. Praise, but praise the pastor and the leadership in his house of the Dunkin' Donuts. But I want God's best in your life. Pastor, come up. It's a mirror man of God. I'm going to turn the mic to him and we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe God for you. And you and you're not going. Whatever. Listen. This is this ain't this this ain't TBN. Lay hands on me. Put oil on me. Make me a chicken. Turn me into a chicken wing. No. This is about you and God talking to God right where you are. And Pastor, I will pray for you. Here, Pastor.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You heard the word. Lift up your hands in the presence of God. Sign a surrender to him. Games are over. This is serious. It's you and God. The Holy Spirit in you knows the challenge that you have today. You heard the word. Heavenly Father, we come before you this moment. I present these precious men before you. You hear their heart cry. You hear their challenge. You know their issues, Lord. You know their pain. They came today, Father, for the answer. They came today for the breakthrough. So this moment, Holy Spirit, you who know their hearts, you who know their internal struggle, the real them, we pray that you would come forth in your power, Father, grant us a breakthrough anointing today. Right now, we bind the spirits that have afflicted these men, the mindsets that have afflicted the men. Father, the past thoughts, we come against the patterns right now. And Father, we say by your spirit, cancel the patterns that have caused them to just get so far and then go back right now we loose an anointing to break through the current level and to enter into that breakthrough moment where now they go forward in their walk with God devil you're a liar and we expose you today and we say greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world Man of God, say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right now, Lord, I thank you that today is the day of my breakthrough. I come against anything that the enemy has thrown my way. I reject it. I say I can do all things who Christ who strengthens me. Father, right now, I pray, set these men free. Set them free, Lord God. Set them free right now, Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord God. Right now, Lord God. Right now. Right now, Right now. I come against that which has been causing you to limit your walking God. Right now. Right now. I bind it. I command it to come down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now. That mindset that keeps on bringing you back to that place. I speak to that place. I speak a cancellation of the power of the enemy. Right now. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough from pornography. Breakthrough right now. And right now there's, it's, I keep on coming back to this place where there's a, a moment where you almost make it and then you, you back off. And right now the Lord's dealing with that issue. Because God saying, now's the time, my son, to break through and to go forward. Because I'm calling you forward. And, and, and right there. Yeah. Hallelujah. There's a place. There's a place where you've wanted to go, and each and every time you feel a wall. Right now, we come against that wall in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day of your breakthrough. You're coming forth. You're coming forth. Say, Father, I thank you that today's the day of my breakthrough. Today, I will go forth in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the past, you've given up. Today, God say, I'm giving you the spirit of an overcomer. I'm giving you the spirit of breakthrough. You're not going to give up this time around. The time when you gave up, God is saying, I revisit that moment now. My spirit gives you another chance, a second chance, because the world needs you. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. Your workplace needs you. So this is the time, mighty warrior, to come forth with great power and authority. That's up. That's up. That's up. Paul didn't give up. He said, I press through today God's giving you the anointing to press through say with me press through say with me press through tell your neighbors time to press through hallelujah God's saying he's giving you the anointing today to press through and he's visiting that very moment where you gave up that very moment when you said I can't do this he's visiting that moment he's saying I'm canceling the guilt God has taken the guilt away from you. He says, in its place, I'm giving you power. In its place, I'm giving you boldness. In its place, I'm giving you revelation. In its place, I'm giving you certainty. In its place, I'm giving you confidence. Come on, man of God. Hallelujah. I'm sensing this powerful, powerful. Amen, amen. People,
2: we, we 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 need right now, listen to me. We'll take five more minutes. We need to stand. We need to stand like men of God and walk into the promised land that God has for you. We're not a Moses generation. They die in the desert. They die in the desert. We are Joshua generation. We come to conquer. We come to conquer. We are men to come to conquer in Christ Jesus alone. In Christ Jesus alone. We come to conquer. We come to be victorious. We need to be more consistent than the devil and his cronies. We need to live the life that God has designed for you. God doesn't make copycats. He doesn't make duplicates. He makes great originals. Whether you're the man with the two talent or the five talent, be the best two talent man you can be and be the best five talent man you can be. There's purpose. There's destiny. There's truth. Facts can be changed, but truth can never be changed. His name is Jesus Christ. That's why other religions don't work. Today is a day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice in it and be glad in it. And I choose to live my life for the cross of Jesus Christ. The finished work of the cross. This is about you, about your family, for you and your house. It's not what you see. It's what's happening in the unseen world. Christ is always on the move, Jack. He's putting places and things together. He's orchestrating. He's, he's, he's connecting the dots. So your moment, your opportunity, your open heaven can get to your house. Amen. So today I break backlash. I break retaliation any revenge spirit transfers the spirits of any kind against us and our families we destroy with the blood of jesus christ father holy spirit have your way fill our cups to overflow fill our cup to overflow fill our cup to overflow father i say and i declare with these men you're not a god of coincidence you're not a god of yesterday you're the god of now let it be so we declare this blessing at the unmatchable name of Jesus Christ. Amen.